I'm John Bomarito. It's another Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios in Ypsilanti. I just showed uh, one of my guests around before the other half of the duo arrived and said, look, here's a place you can practice your DJ skills, of which he doesn't have any, I don't think. I showed him a room where they could uh, do a mix on their, their the next mix on their album and blast it so loud that the neighbors wouldn't be bothered. I showed him the half-sized room there. If you saw the, uh, actually, depending on when this one makes its debut as a video, you will see the room that I showed him third, which is where I recorded the Young Fables in. And then the fourth room is the really big, you know, practice space for a full band here at Grove Studios. If you're in the Ann Arbor, Detroit area and you're looking for a place to get out of your garage and get into the studio, this is the place to do it. They've been very supportive of what I've been doing for three years uh, after I lost my radio gig. So thanks to Grove Studios and the team there for making it possible for me to welcome people to the studio here in Ypsilanti. Uh, it's Pete and Crystal Damore, based in Houston at one point, but Louisiana these days. They are extraordinary people who call themselves Ordinary Elephant. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks so, for having us. So good to have you uh, find your way to this uh, weird spot in Ypsilanti near some railroad tracks and industrial buildings. That's all right. My dad worked for the railroad, so I'm, I'm used to it. Did you just jump on a train instead of taking the train? No. no. <laughs> yeah, we just had one that we parked in the driveway. That's how I got to school. A train? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you must, you must feel real comfortable here. We're going to dig into your, uh, your lives and your career, but I think it would be nice if we heard a song to start off. Sure. What song would you like to do? We'll do a song called I Come From, which is one that I wrote for my mom. Very nice. Ordinary Elephant on Acoustic Alternatives. Every chamber of my heart bears a mark of 
Lovely stuff there from Ordinary Elephant on Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios. And I just admire how well your voices go together. Oh, thank, thank you so much. <laughs> it's a lucky find when you find a person that you not only love, but you sing well with, right? That's true, yes. Yeah. I'm not assuming the love part, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you assumed, right? I mean, you, you do travel together and you live yeah. together and you have yes. four Actually, dogs. This this month is our will be our 11-year wedding anniversary. I would I, My water's down here. Toast better. to you. Thank you. Congratulations. That's great. Thanks. Uh, was I right on the Louisiana base, even though you yes. technically probably live most of the time in the van in the parking yeah, lot? Yeah, probably about half the year, yeah. If you get mail, though, it goes yeah. to Louisiana, yes. right? Yes, sure <laughs> does. Yeah. yeah, we lived on the road full-time for about five years, um, but, but now we have a, a place in South Louisiana about 30 minutes from where I grew up, and uh, yeah, part of the year we live in our van. <laughs> Another duo that's been here at the Rough and Tumble, have you encountered oh, those? Oh, fabulous. Yeah, they, they seem like they have a similar, like story to you as far as like the, being on the road and in, in the van most right. of the dogs and yeah. crazy yeah yeah <laughs> crazy to, to to take on traveling with dogs to that degree that many they pounds may, of yeah. dogs yeah they 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 beat us in the poundage yeah your dogs were small yes. i met your dogs briefly i didn't get to actually say hello or pet them but yes. i did say hello to them I'm like oh stay in the van okay we'll be back in an hour or so two days right dog time Right. It's, it seems like the Rough and Tumble would be a good like touring partner for you guys, especially. It would be fun. Yeah, yeah. We would, they're just they're just such I, good people. I can to, hook you up. I got their phone number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love spending time with them. And I think they probably like you have turned to Patreon, right? You guys are using Absolutely. Patreon. Yeah. I, I just recently did myself about cool. a month or two ago. One of my fans slash friends has been encouraging me for like a year to try it. I'm like, who's going to, yeah. who's going to support me on Patreon? I mean, I'm doing this thing and it's, you know, what's the advantage for them? He's like, just do it. So, eh, you know, 10 supporters. So yeah. I, I hope that people find you guys on Patreon. And if they're curious about me after listening to this and they're your fans, check it out. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you something exclusive in there. Not we're going to talk about what it is, but you can learn about it by going to the page. It's a secret. There's a reason <laughs> I'll tell you guys off, off mic what it is, but, right. uh, Anyway, you guys over the years have had a praise heaped on you by the Associated Press, the fabulous Mary Gaucher, and, and so many others. You've toured the country. You've been international performers. It's it's a great journey that started in 2009, if I have that correct, right? That's yeah. where we when we met, the year we met. Yeah, we, we feel so lucky to be able to do this together um, in 2009, as you're referencing. We met at an open mic, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's been a while, but also not. It's it's been great. How old were you when you guys met? How old were we? I was. You were twenty nine. Yeah. And I was younger. <laughs> You're still younger. You will always no, be younger. I'm he catching caught up. up. He caught up. Yeah. <gasps> really? What did that van do to you guys? Well, it's just it'll age you. We it age will. at different rates. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at 29, he I has think, to live with me, so he ages quicker. Yes, yes, that's. I, I got married at 29. I think at that point you realize what you want and don't want in a person. So yeah. it's kind of why I asked, because it's it's a good mature time to go. Yes, this is a good yes. decision. Yeah. So there you go. I'm glad, I'm glad it has worked out. How long had you been playing separately before you met at that open mic? Not very long. Well, really? me not very long. I so we met in '09. The first time I got on the stage was in 2008. Oh, I like I was. I was a very shy child and adult adult still. Yes. <laughs> you seem a little shy. But, um, I'm friendly. Don't worry. But, <laughs> I don't bite. I just nibble a little. <laughs> but we, um, but yeah, I got, I got a guitar right after high school. Cause I had been, I'd just been a writer and I was like, maybe these want to be songs, I think. And so we got a guitar to be, you know, vehicle for songwriting. And I went to, I moved to Florida for a year and I knew I was only going to be there for a year for school that I was doing there. Sure. And, found this little open mic. I was like, all right, before I leave, I'm going to get on that stage, you know, and it's terrified. And, uh, but did it and kind of got the bug and then moved to College Station, Texas, which is where we went, met at that open mic. And so I had to find one to, to, to scope out there. And, but yeah, he had been, I've been playing, playing you know, just like open mics pretty much for, and like brunch gigs at the wherever that's that's how people get started yeah yeah it was fun um and i just gotten out of college but um yeah so i i don't know 
three or four years, something like that. So the first album, which I will show it to the camera over here, there's nothing from either of you before this, no solo releases that I could track no. down if I wanted to like no. really delve into the Ordinary <laughs> Elephant catalog. But I mean, it, if you were really sneaky, you might be able to find something. The but dusty words and cardboard boxes, <laughs> which I learned about in an interview that I don't know how to find, but yeah. it's not on CD anymore. Right. Is it embarrassing? Is that why it's not on CD? No, it's, it's not. Just, it's just different. It's yeah. kind of, we were still growing and yeah. um, had just started. And so yeah, uh, we ran out and decided not to print anymore. It's kinda, yeah. Yeah. Once we sold out, we were like, well, it's just, it didn't feel like who we are anymore. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. But or, it was, yeah, it was a, a cool, you know, snapshot of that time in our lives. You know, it was when we were, we both had other jobs careers and we were you know doing music on the side kind yeah. of thing and that's fun things and like, then, like yeah. this is a fun thing for me i'm right. not really and planning so on making money that, <laughs> yeah it kind of captured that that time you know so it's yeah well a lot of the uh well the sounds are based in the harmonies i think who were your individual harmony like mentors oh good question well my first musical love was the Beatles. Okay. So it was definitely the harmony and, and just the music that drew me in. Is I hadn't heard anything like that. And um, when I started learning guitar, my my teacher, that's all I wanted to learn. was. So I just learned like the melodies at first of, mm-hmm. of the Beatles uh, songs and then uh, graduated to chords and, and from then on... Uh, and I wasn't singing back then either, so it was, yeah, it's been, it's been cool. That was that's kind of my first. And he's way more the the harmony finder yeah. of of the two of us. Um, he's he's got the ear for that. You just more. take the lead and let but, him follow. Yeah, pretty much. Was there like a, was there like an Indigo Girls or a Simon and Garfunkel in your background that makes you go, oh, I want to sing? I mean, more. I love harmony. You know, yeah. listening to it, but it just isn't something that I. Um, I just, I guess I came at it more from, from a writing, from the word standpoint. And so it was, how can I get this across, you know, and singing and playing turned into that, but it, it, I didn't come at it from the the musical side, but I mean, today, I guess like Gillian and Dave are, that makes sense, you know, milk carton kids, you know, the, just the, the harmonies were, especially with them, like, it's hard to, to know who is who, you know, kind of thing. And that's. Yeah, it's kind of a more, I guess, not so much influence as like have come to it from starting to do it. Is that's what it feels like for me? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend another previous guest to you guys, Francis Luca Cord. Another oh my duo. Gosh, okay, yeah, there you go. Harmonies. Yes. Yes. Incredible. I don't even know how you do that like that. That's <laughs> when just, you're not family. I mean, family yeah. harmony is usually that tight. Yeah. That, yeah, that's some good harmonies there too. The brother brothers too. Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. It's just not fair. No, but when they're brothers. Oh, and our, our, you're wearing their shirt, actually, oh, yeah. under here. Um, Clay and Jody. Clay Parker and Jody James. Oh, I don't know Dear them. friends of ours. They're down near Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. You should check them out. Okay. Um, they, oh my God. A new album coming out next year, and it's going to be so good. I'll have a recording of this to remind myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, go. this is a recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their harmonies are just, yeah. I will check them out. Well, Crystal, it, it, we'll look at you individually for a second here, if you don't mind. You were originally a veterinarian cardiologist, mm-hmm. so when clearly, I mean that's that's how you become a songwriter, right? Right. You have to do that first. That's, so, like when a dog or cat goes into surgery, told. you're making sure that they don't pass out. I, what what do they What do they do? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, any heart disease that that animals get. I mean, it was mostly dogs and cats that I that I did. I mean, I had to train on everything but when I was out in practice it was mostly small animal Hmm. and um yeah I mean just diseases that they get as they age or congenital things and there's I mean I've put pacemakers in dogs and there are procedures you can do for certain congenital problems to to fix or try to improve and just medical management of things and yeah yeah this seems to be going pretty well for you guys but what (laughs) if it didn't would you go back to that it's. Hard. I mean, I, I still do a little bit of uh, telemedicine. So okay. it's something where like I, I read cases through a um, like remotely, you know, just a few hours a month to kind of keep my brain in it, you know. And so if I if I did need to go back, but it just 
it doesn't feel, you know, it feels like the type of thing where, okay, I want to keep my, my foot in there and it feel, it's rewarding to, to do it to the degree that I do, but mm-hmm. to the degree that I was is not, I think, where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> um, so it's it's been good figuring that out. And it, it took a lot to of mental gymnastics to be okay with leaving that to the degree that I did because it took a lot to oh, get there. Yeah. Well, what was <laughs> and, the deciding factor to give up that for the dream of music? Yeah, and that's the thing. I guess it wasn't really for that. I mean, it was when we first started traveling, it was just a um, like a lifestyle change. We're like, hey, we're going to, like, people live in RVs full time. Like, oh my gosh, we have to do this, right? And why not? <laughs> it was, we, like, we found out about that, and it was all, I think, at the same time that I was realizing that it maybe wasn't where I was meant to be. Like, it wasn't mentally sustainable for me. Just, you know, maybe it was just where I was in in my life and that particular uh, practice I was at, just the combination of things. But it, um, yeah, it just wasn't where I was supposed to be. (laughs) Other than a shy kid, what kind of things did you do when you were 10, 12, 15? Um, I rode around on my, I had a little go-kart. Ooh. And, uh... (laughs) I remember getting that for Christmas one year, and my, uh, they, my, it was really cute. My, my parents made this little fake driver's license and like <laughs> laminate. Remember contact paper? Oh, yeah. It was like the like at home lamination. Yeah. It was like super flimsy, but they like typed it out and had my little picture on there. And that like they gave me that as the Christmas gift, and it was like, and then the go kart was outside. That's cool. Anyway, I would I would drive my little. I had a little dog named Rusty, and we would we would ride around. On there or on my bike. Did you have like a flag that? Oh yeah, there yeah. was a big flag. Are you learning things about your wife? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about the driver's <laughs> license at ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like when I can pull something new out. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of time, but I, I spent a lot of time by myself. I was an only child, and so it was a lot of just being out outside and exploring. You know, turtles making up things. Yeah, sure. Cats. Yeah. Well. On the blog that you're maintaining for the duo, you have a portion of something that you wrote when you were 16, and it is a really impressive, really good writing. I mean, for a 16-year-old young lady, it was like, well, I'd venture to guess that you were probably a pretty good student based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Get into vet vet school. I guess you have to have pretty good grades, too. you do. Then... Yeah, I have perfectionist tendencies, and so, but I, I come by honestly. My my, <laughs> my parents can be that way. But, yeah, so just always trying to get A's and do, you know, have all the right answers. Which I've learned is, yeah, just a, a silly goal to have to oh. be, <laughs> to be, well, to try to. It's good things. Yeah. Where did a guitar figure into all of that as a young, a young crystal? Yeah, I mean, I played piano growing up and, uh flute in middle school band but I you know I didn't really um take to it as like a, a writing thing until right after high school I was, I, I was like oh I'm gonna get a guitar and and just kind of taught myself learned from friends and um yeah it was again just a vehicle for for songwriting for me it didn't whereas like he came at it from you know lessons and learning about the the theory and all the the musicality of it that's that more has come later and still something i'm like a journey i'm trying to to take on is to learn learn more about what the instrument can do more than just support well we'll ask pete about his life but how about another song before we do sure, that? yeah what song would you like to do next um do you want to do relic or do you want to do relics yeah Switching instruments. Yeah, switching instruments. Introduce the song while he's doing that. Yeah. Give people something to listen to. <laughs> yeah, this is a... So the previous song we did is on our, our most recent album, which isn't so recent anymore. I'm going to hold it up to the camera as well. Honest. Yeah, it's from Honest. Um, and we have a new album that we're working on. Whee. And this song will be on it. Yay, I got a preview. <laughs> Thank you for that. And it's a little bit different tuning, so I'm just going to fix that. It's okay, my notes are falling. Because I was using the CD to keep them up to help the, the lighting issue I'm having. <laughs> yeah, so this one's courtesy of uh, Old Love. <laughs> Thank you. 
this line and it wasn't a line it was actually a feeling on my last guest the young fables when they performed their new single that makes me wish i still had a radio show so i could play that on the radio (laughs) that's really good thank you thank you that's 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 all you i didn't do that (laughs) relics right relic of the rain relic of the rain okay well yeah we just usually use single word things when referring to it that's, that's good I said. that's yeah. okay well, i will really, i will really. i will <laughs> in the notes for the podcast both on the video and the audio i will title it correctly and i will direct people to your website where they can find out more about you and your i'll probably try and put your patreon page on there like i need to put mine on there because if i want any more supporters that's the only way i'm going to get them <laughs> i'm also going to put my friends at grove studio on that little notepad because that again this is a place that without this i would have been an ex-radio guy who doesn't get to do this anymore. If they hadn't approached me and said, hey, we want you to come do a podcast in our studio, come check it out. No, no, no. Who needs another music podcast, I said. And they said, no, just come on, just do it. So I invited my local friend, Chris Dupont, who lives in Ypsilanti, who was getting ready to release a new album. And I remembered how much I loved doing it. So Grove Studios, thanks for that. Thanks for having a podcast studio and a place for folks around here to practice and look them up online. And uh, we're going to continue with this uh, chat with our friends in Ordinary Elephant, Pete and Crystal Demore. It is Demore, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I'm Italian. I might want to say Demore. Yeah. Pomerito. Demore. <laughs> That's Demore. <laughs> and you know he's Italian. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I do my research. You, uh, you grew up in Austin? I did. Yeah. Austin, Texas. That is a music town, if I have ever heard of a music town. Uh, well, that you know, they put up this sign that says it's the live music capital of the world back when I was a kid. I guess that means it is. Who were your favorite acts to go see live when you were a kid? Oh, you know, when I was a kid, uh, like I said, I was into the Beatles, so it was tough to see them. Yeah, Uh, I never got to see them either. In high school, I was kind (laughs) of into like grunge rock, so I would mostly see groups that came through town. Um, Not a whole lot of local people until 
more recently. Mm. Um, so you missed yeah. that. Was it Lyle from there? Lyle Lovett? Lyle, Is he you from know, Austin? he did a lot in Houston okay. as far as I know. Um, i trying to think of who I know that's actually from Austin. Well, Dar- Darden Smith, maybe? Is he from there? I think that might be true. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's, shoot, I'm now I'm on the spot. And, I'm sorry. And well, James like, McMurtry does McMurtry's his. McMurtry's oh, yeah. there. And Residency at Continental Club. Yeah, he's he plays every week. Um, Bob Schneider, is he from there? Bob oh, Schneider's yeah. from there. I've met Bob yeah. a couple times, yeah. Cool, yeah. I was into Bob. Yeah, we used to cover a Bob Schneider song Not before that. I met yeah. Crystal, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is always fun. Uh, yeah, there's so there's just so many um, amazing artists in Austin nowadays. Well, what were you like as a kid? Would I have liked you? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean... What did you do? What did you, how played, did you? I played video games. Okay, like every good kid in the nineties. Um, yeah, listen, dear Nirvana and your Soundgarden. Uh, yeah, Nirv- yeah, all that. Um, I did. I did all that. You know, nothing too interesting. But guitar came along at some point. Guitar at sixth grade, and I love that. And I feel really lucky to have had a someone to kind of pull me along against the against the addiction of the video games and and make me you know stick with it because it, it you know it's a much deeper love for me and so i i'm i'm so thankful to be able to do it right now did the video games lead you to your career pre-music your computer programming kind career? of yeah i mean i was always kind of into computers and my dad would just he he's a character and and um, really supported whatever I wanted, uh, but but would always he he's kind of like a he would just get the latest computer stuff in the '90s, and I would be the one that would kind of dig in and, and show him how to use it. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know it. if he cared right. about just that like, much. Oh, it's the new thing. Yeah, must yeah. have must have new thing. We had a CD-ROM like right when they came out, and like a right you know CD writer, yep. and that was. You know, anyway, it was it was a it was a cool childhood. I feel very privileged and lucky to have uh, had had you know it was I had a great time. I think all three of us in the room know that there are no rich folk duos in the world, or uh, musicians in general are, are folk musicians or not. Do you find that you can do your former professional life on the road? Because it seems like as long as you have an internet connection, you can do that job well i did for a while up until 2018 um i worked full-time the first two years we were on the road and then i worked half-time the next two years and um then we just felt like we were at a point where the music wasn't going to get any further without committing yeah Yeah. 100 percent commit to it um and yeah it's 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 definitely something you can. T- I I was able to do on the road, which I, I'm also really thankful for that because um, it was just such a cool way to see the country at that time and in our lives, and um, and it allowed us to be free from location. Um, but it is. I mean, it was a forty hour a week job, so it was like, you know, that's. I sleep a lot, or I try to, and so that's that's your day. And yeah, well, how did, <laughs> we're moving around on the weekends, you know, yeah. to the next RV park. So for sure, it, it was. Uh, it was yeah. I mean, that was a lot. It was a lot. To, yeah. I'm not complaining, but fin- just how it was financially. Everybody had to weather the the pandemic differently, and obviously, your performances must have been if you did any online. Yeah. But did you have to maintain your income with your former jobs while we were in the street? I didn't have to go back. Crystal no. ramped up a little bit, but well, yeah, I mean, it um, went away actually initially. Went away at <laughs> first. The yeah, because people weren't going to clinics, and so all the the telemedicine stuff went to. The, I'm just like a contract worker, yeah. just a few hours. So the the full time people were covering things, and it was like, oh, okay. There's like nothing nothing Um, and then it you know it came back and so i was able to pick up with that a little bit but we mostly yeah we did a lot of like our our booking agency kind of um really 
we, we feel very, like, so we got a booking agent right before the pandemic. Oh. And that felt, like, I don't know what we'd be, if, if we would be here right now, if it wasn't for that. Like, if we would have felt like we could keep doing it. Could you know, up. that yeah. just made us feel like, okay, you're artists. And this, like, we're all, like, how are we going to get through this together? And we'd have these weekly Zoom meetings with, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just, it, it felt like this little and they book anchor. shows virtual shows for us like partnering with venues and that's actually how we kind of like establish a relationship well no we played the arc it's a thing um, you did one for the arc. we did but show, we yeah. we did a virtual show and then we we did uh like a show in 2019 and that's how we met jim fleming mm-hmm. yeah um, our first jim. agent that brought us on but a lot of a lot of uh venues you know, the gym had relationships with, he was able to get us to do a virtual show for them. And, uh, and then once things opened back up, we were able to go out and, and play it in their location. Um, so yeah, that, and then Patreon was the other thing that yeah. we had accidentally started <laughs> one like a year or two before that, because well, they, they were like increasing their rates. So it's like, Oh, you, if you, start a page now you'll be grandfathered into whatever their old finding i didn't even know if it was better it was just like all right let's just do it and then and we didn't think it was cert- like we thought we, it was just like okay it's not live yet and then yeah but, but we came home from australia where we were when COVID hit and uh <laughs> you have one 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 dollar patron like, and we we're just like uh oh, do? well all <laughs> right. i guess we're starting I, a page <laughs> yes we should probably do this now Start i mean we had been talking about it but yeah. it's like well that was the like kick to just all right do it well, that's great because <laughs> they're gonna want something <laughs> yeah gotta give them free some content that makes it worthwhile right that's yeah awesome well your nomadic lifestyle that is described in many of your online interviews makes me wonder why? I mean, I, I'm glad you have physical products because I still prefer this over trying to find it on whatever website it's going to be on to listen to or stream because I don't like streaming. I like reading the liner notes, yeah. reading the lyrics, which we're going to get to that in a minute. But right. um, why? it seems odd for people who are living a, I can live in just my van. I don't really need a house to, to put stuff out. Is it for, it's for me, Physical. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not me personally, but Yeah, fans. I mean, we like that too. Like I, it's... I feel like especially you. yes I feel like digital since the rise of digital stuff I don't listen to music as much because it feels overwhelming I, I have a like yeah I have a ton of digital music I don't know what I have disorienting I can see know. this yeah I know I, I have it right I want to listen to this thing yeah you know. right and <laughs> even I mean you can obviously pick albums on of course you can you know on all the streaming stuff but it it just feels like they're just endless amounts and it's just you realize all that you're not going to listen to and it's like well i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna listen <laughs> it or it, it's it can be it's hard to go through things yeah, yeah a lot and, for me. I, and i think like also the, the way it's organized is not you don't have any control over it and so it's you go to like listen to something and you're like all right i guess i'll listen to the thing i listened to the other day and uh i don't know what else i have <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. You know, like we you said, it's a woman. We did a CD player recently. We did. Awesome. Yeah, because yeah. our yeah our other one died. That gives me hope. <laughs> that means the next record's going to be on CD, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Oh yes. 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 Thank you. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. We. we I have... think they're going to come back just like vinyl. I agree. <laughs> and I only hope so because I have so many of them. <laughs> 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 you retire on those CDs. <laughs> Certificates of deposits or compact discs. You decide. <laughs> I have one or the other. <laughs> so. We, we touched on this earlier, but just like I had already noticed this before you, you mentioned how important lyrics were to you. They seem very integral to what you're doing. You're saying important things in your songs. And even before I dug into your longer bio on your website, I let myself be moved by a few examples of your lyrics while I was reviewing the CDs. And I'm going to give some examples, which you already know these lyrics because, well, they're <laughs> yours, but my, my viewers and listeners might not. So Scars We Keep was the first thing that really grabbed me. I was born to be a bigot, but that don't mean that I am one. And in that same song, how can I keep my mind open if my eyes are closed? Wow, is all I'll have to say on that. Incredible work. Uh, Jenny and James, it was a work of art that got stronger under fire, got judged for being what it was. It was worth the fight. Another powerful song people need to delve into and, and dig into uh, what that's all about. And then the war got me as well. You take me once a week to walk that wall that does not bear your name. 
Ouch. Relive the war. Relive the return to the girl who never took your name. Ouch. Again, ouch. Well written, though. So how much time does it take you to, to pull that out of yourself? It's variable. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess how I've, I've written has, has changed over time to... Like you had mentioned Mary Gaucher earlier. She's a friend of ours now, and but a big inspiration and mentor of ours. And just how I've gone to a few of her songwriting workshops, and just her how she approaches writing has changed the way I've approached writing, and just trying to let everything out for like to not edit too soon, which is very much what I would. My, would be my tendency <laughs> always, you know. Um, and most but, people. And yeah, yeah, it's I, I, like yeah, your self-critic is just like right there wanting to like, no, that's dumb. Don't write that down, you know. Like don't, and yeah, you buy all these fancy notebooks and like, well, I can't put this gibberish down in there, you know. It's like it's got to be this perfect line and it just, it's that's not how you get to the good stuff if you try to just stop it, you know. So just letting, learning to be okay with letting everything out no matter and and that no one has to see it you know that initial stuff it doesn't like that's the only way you're going to get to the good stuff is if you get all the crap out first yeah. <laughs> you know or whatever it is it just lets you explore and associate with whatever's in there you know um so that that is has helped me and um and we do um every morning we do a a writing exercise called object writing where mm. you kind of write it like you take a word you know microphone or cup or guitar whatever and you write about it for 10 minutes in like a stream of consciousness kind of way like no punctuation you're just writing and in a like you're writing about um thinking about the senses so the five the normal five senses and then also uh kinesthetic and organic so like how your body feels in space or if how, you, how your internal you know if your heart's beating fast or mm. if you're short of breath or whatever those those sorts of things and just that has I feel like really helped with how to how to describe things um just metaphor and analogies and things that because we do it in the morning like as we're drinking our coffee and so we're still like half asleep and yeah. so it'll it really lets you not edit <laughs> you know it just is that uh yeah stream of consciousness and the time and it, it, i think helps too. yeah and the time so you you don't get too like oh it's got to be this it's got to be that you just do Ideally. it and you're done and it um yeah i feel like that is has helped shape how interest you know giving interesting ways to to describe things it seems that you would be the main lyricist. Does Pete also have some input on the lyrics? I have input, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I have veto power or anything <laughs> like that. You can make suggestions. <laughs> Your voice I, is heard. I, I, I will explain, like, well, back up to the, let me state the fact that uh, lyrics are not, like, the natural thing that I gravitate towards. So it's been a while, uh, a long time to, for me to get to the point where I am now where I can really appreciate beautiful lyrics and um, probably not as as well as Crystal can. Like, I'll still ask her, well, hey, what does that mean? I heard what they said, but it sounds really important, <laughs> but I don't quite get it. And she's kind enough to not make fun of me. And, and then I learned from that. Uh, all that being said... Yeah, <laughs> no, I you were just saying, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, like, oh, that's what I was going to say. I think maybe my most uh, important uh, contribution to the lyrics is being that person that's not a brilliant writer and seeing how I take it and being able to openly talk about, like, well, I I didn't get that at all. Like, it to or me. like, it, I thought it, it meant this. Yeah. Or, you know, and it, like, ha especially, because usually I've, I've worked on it for a while by myself first. And then we're like, I'm like, okay, this is where I am. Let's help, you know, help me edit, help me finish this, whatever. And having, you get so into it sometimes, like, you, I know what I'm trying to say. So, sure. of, of course, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's helpful to have, like, a fresh set of, of ears that, and who, yeah, isn't as into lyrics as I am to to know how someone may may take that and that it's yeah incredibly helpful 
um, and yeah, and then we work on arrangement and court, you know, music stuff all together. Phrasing. And yeah, all that. All kinds of stuff. But he has started writing, and mm-hmm. it is very exciting to see. There, there are a couple of songs that um, are on our Patreon page. Or okay. actually, one of them is, is on YouTube. One of them's on The other one's on, on our Patreon page. Um, that he, it was kind of the other way, where he worked on it a lot, and then... You contributed. We've helped finish them together, but it's just, it's been very, uh, I don't know, it makes me very proud to, like, see it where that that growth, you know, how he's cha- taken, taken to that and how eloquently he can say things, you know, in song. And anyway. Pete, to be fair, I'm <laughs> probably equally as big a music fan as you, if not bigger, and for many years, it was melody and hooks that got me, not the yeah, story. Right. And then something changed. And I started to play. I mean, I did folk radio first at a college radio station. And I was delving more into that stuff, which I liked. Acoustic-based music, probably because of VH1 Unplugged, MTV Unplugged, whatever. Yeah. And I'll use an example of a song that came to mind while I was thinking about this. Uh, Chet Baker's Unsung Swan, Unsung Swan Song by David Wilcox <laughs> was a story. And it was a song, but it was also a very well-told story. And that's partially probably what got me thinking about, oh, there's a story with every song. Yeah. So now, you know, other people would point out, oh, I really like this song. It really moves me. Like, I was paying attention to the hook <laughs> and uh-huh. the, the, whether the music sounded good. No. And so you might get there eventually where you, you I mean, you're getting there. Yeah, I'm like, there. Yeah. But it took a little while. It was just For like, sure. was it a catchy song? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do I like the guitar solo? Yeah, it was a great guitar solo. But when you get lyrics like crystals writing you have to go like oh yeah right here you got me actually i'm going to ask about one before i go uh, the leaving careville song did you guys get broadsided is that what that's about we got rear-ended yeah yeah pretty bad we could have died easily it was yeah but we weren't seriously injured yeah thankfully gash or (laughs) i i was leaning down in the car like to get something on the floorboard and he was driving and the car, we were in like a little Honda Fit, and this big Ford F two fifty just didn't like didn't stop. And we were stopped, waiting to turn left, and so there was oncoming traffic. That's big. And so had it, and it shoved us across that lane and into the ditch on the other side. And so had it shoved us, you know, Sooner two seconds before, then that oncom, you know, we wouldn't okay. be here. Sorry, but sorry to bring that up again. No, it's it's it's. I, we're it. so grateful like we so we had um we were set to close on our house the next day it was memorial day weekend like we were yeah we were selling our our house in houston that's when we decided to live on the road full time we were it was the because the road is so safe right (laughs) right right Right. but the closing day was the next day and but it just it really made us like yeah we're like this is what we're supposed to be doing because yeah. like that could have been over and like it could be over anytime so let's do the things <laughs> that yes. we want to do before it's too late yeah. <laughs> yeah. well that's obviously a song written about a personal experience i don't think the ones that i mentioned they were all maybe they were about personal experiences uh, no and that's a th- you know not not all of them are you know i like taking on other voices you know where, did um, the, where does that inspiration come from who, who are you getting those ideas from the muse just yeah i mean just wanting to just being you know moved by by something and wanting to convey that but it trying to tell it from the most um the best voice that can tell it you know um which isn't always mine which isn't always me and so whoever that narrator wants to be <laughs> is you know just try to to let let it let the song speak and decide i feel like that's harder than writing about what you're going through personally and what you've been through personally but it can it can be oh, uh, but in a way i guess being. it can be easier to you know being removed from it a little bit um yeah okay well how about another song yeah do you want to do yeah we can do the, the scars we keep ooh. song that ooh, you, had, ooh. you had mentioned try to get me to cry 
<laughs> brought some Kleenex. No, okay, there's some behind you in the bathroom. Ordinary Elephant are my guests today on Acoustic Alternatives. Uh, I'm pleased to have them here, meeting for the first time, Pete and Crystal, and uh, they've been uh, fantastic guests so far. We've got a bit more questions for them and another song to do even after this one, if they're willing. And if you're enjoying their music, is it OrdinaryElephant.com? Simple as that. Net. Dot net. It's on the back of the CD. Yeah. That com does go there now, but okay, good. when we first got it, it wasn't available. Somebody so. beat you to OrdinaryElephant.com. They did, but, but then they they let it go. So. Yeah, they just bought everything that was available. Strangely, JohnBomarito.com was available at some point, and a friend of mine bought it and then sold it to me and let me lets me maintain it. He, he grabbed it because he saw it. I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> so you go to JohnBomarito.com, and it re-switches to my, my site that I have. All right. Scars we keep.
My guests today on Acoustic Alternatives are Pete and Crystal Demore, better known as Ordinary Elephant. And if I were their manager, I'd tell them you play that song every night or else. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like it because it's a great song that you're probably going to play for the rest of your career. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you already do anyway, but i that's my opinion. Just saying. Thank you for doing that. Anyway, uh, next album coming soon. Soon as it can. It, right. It'll it'll be next year. Okay, well that's soon. <laughs> you you we meant will, we will say that much, yeah. Yeah. That's that's about all we know. <laughs> well, there, there's some mention online. There's a different component to which you've described as both parallel and intersecting. And your geometry teacher called me and said that is not possible. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> did you get an A in geometry? No, I you did not, not. because you can't not. have something parallel and probably intersecting. Not. Doesn't work. No, there's a yeah we. It's are you allowed to talk about that? We're not allowed to talk okay. about yet. I'm sorry to bring it up. Another no, it's okay. It's it's fun. It's an exciting thing, but it's just not yeah. been announced yet. It'll be announced on Patreon first, yeah. I bet. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's where people can hear new songs first. Exactly. Yeah. All so all the the stuff that is on the album, there are a few that live publicly. You know, versions of it on on YouTube, but everything lives on. You know, there's a when it first got written was was put on Patreon. So. The album technically lives there. Not, <laughs> yeah. not those versions, not, but not, fully, not the album versions. Not fully <laughs> formed versions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the creation of the touring van is also detailed. Uh, was the, is that what kept you busy during the pandemic? Was oh putting that together? It's still Did keeping it us busy. busy. Yeah, yeah. So we we got it in August of twenty one, the end of August, okay. and uh, empty, like just, just got completely it. empty. And What's we, in it now? When you open up YouTube and you type in van build conversions, it makes it look so easy. Like there's people on there that look just like me <laughs> and, and they do all this the work. Haircut. I can't tell though. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not that quick. No. Every, yeah. It all takes way longer than you, than you think, but it's, it, we're just, we're so grateful to be able to to yeah. do it that we have the that we can work to I, like we we joke like but for music like between the two of us we are one musician like the the music and the the words and you know we just between yeah. the two of us we can we can do a thing and it's the same with the van like between <laughs> the two of us we can build the things you know like he's got the more hands on like can visualize to like or i'm i guess more the visionary of like Ideas, idea. ideas, yeah. and then and he can like, like draw it out. <laughs> but this like, is reality. Like wait, this is how <laughs> that's a parallel line, and those that intersect. can't intersect. Wait, no. <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> no, but yeah, between the two of us, it, you know, it wouldn't be what it is without both of us. That's for sure. Got cabinets and beds yep. and refrigerator. Yeah. One yes. bed, one fridge. Yeah, electrical. Yeah, we were just building some cabinets on. right before we left for this tour. Bathrooms are not yeah. inside the van, though. There is, there is. a toilet. Oh my in the goodness! Van. Mm -hmm. That's a game changer. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go after a gig to a gas station, right? Like and like scary, yeah, yeah. Scary. Or like Indiana. in Vermont, they close their rest areas at night. Yeah. What? I know. Okay, that's yeah. not very useful. So that's tough. Yeah, that was that was before we had the bathroom. Well, that's when we what, discovered that, that's and we were like, okay, <laughs> this is. <laughs> Definitely gonna, definitely gonna do that. I don't do much road traveling because I don't, I don't. I'm not used to having vacation time. I have a relatively new job that has vacation time, so I took a road trip. Cool. And I use the uh, turnpikes in Ohio and Pennsylvania. I'm like those are so expensive. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, Sorry. they really are. I'm used to free Michigan roads. Yeah, well, <laughs> go west. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit cheaper. Okay. Although you have to go further. Yeah, that's true. It's a long drive out there. You guys have toured all over the U.S. You've been to Australia and the Netherlands. And, and where are your favorite places to play in general? Like, it, it doesn't have to be the Ark just because you're currently close to it. <laughs> That's my favorite really place. really magical. It is one of my favorite places in the world. Yeah. I have my name on a plaque and one of the seats there. So. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. But <laughs> Favorite places to play? Well, I, mean, I don't know. It's like... It, depends on the crowd, right? That's insane. Yeah. It depends. Like, it, it's all about what's that energy between you and the audience you know it could be anywhere if you have an audience that's feeling it and you're you know you just you have that exchange that musical conversation that's where we're happy you know it's not necessarily a a particular 
place. Are there certain towns that make you feel more at home than where you actually call home? Like places you just feel like, oh, this is so good. We're so loved here. and I just feel like I belong here. Well, Santa Fe has really sweet, been sweet to us. Yeah. We actually recorded that blue album in Santa Fe. and uh, to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we've been back and we played a few shows at that studio. And then we played some shows out elsewhere at other venues in town. And I don't think we've ever even had a bad show there. I it's know, just been people, wonderful just every time. And, it's, and New Mexico yeah. is one of our favorite states to just breathe the air in <laughs> and so that that makes it you know so 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 fun every time and um i don't know where else in texas think? i mean because yeah. houston was where we got yeah. like where we became came up with the name ordinary elephant and, and yeah we did your first gigs probably so sure yeah everywhere else i think every so musician starts in a local scene right yeah right. yeah and houston was really is still continues to be great to us and we just have some great friends there and um yeah it's just a, a been a great spot texas you know austin too and there's such a uh kerrville folk festival is there's a real appreciation for original music in texas generally i would say and so we've been the beneficiary of that at kerrville like Everyone is a songwriter, so they really appreciate um, a good song. That's cool. Yeah. Very good. Well, I see also in my research that Spotify was integral to your audience expanding. How about the insignificant income that they provide, though? I mean, I, that has to figure into what you're doing, too. I, yeah. I know that they grew your audience, but... Right, yeah. You'd probably make a little bit more money when a you sell one of them. Yeah. Some friends of ours called Flagship Romance. They're a duo that Heard of them. really amazing. They sell a shirt that we just we just ran across them and saw their show and the shirt says, uh, this this shirt is worth fifty five hundred streams and it costs twenty two dollars and that's how much uh, how many streams you would have or how many album streams I think it is. So yeah, it's like not just a song. ten times fifty five hundred yeah. my that that's my memory. I'm don't don't quote me, but it's probably that. And so it, it you know it's it's different. We we're we're lucky and unfortunate, and but mostly lucky enough to not know what it was like before <laughs> to be a musician before that, when CD sales could really carry your uh, tour along. Um, I mean, we still sell CDs, so that's that's a big plus. And and um, I've even heard of artists setting out uh, like a we talked about this like a little donation jar that's like the spotify penance uh you know <laughs> contribution like i listened to your album on spotify so here's some money that really to pay for your art you. yeah 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 it's I'm, it's nice that it exists so people can find you easily on the other hand i i wish it was paying i think all of them should pay better than they pay because yeah. you guys to get to where you are now, you've put in a ton of time, a ton of road time, a ton of practice time. Like all the stuff that leads up to me even meeting you is not included in the Spotify payments. <laughs> so so uh, true. I, I try to support as much of the music scene as I can in the ways that I can. One of them is this and getting people to be, listen, this is an artist I think you need to hear. Pay attention. And I have an audience that apparently believes what I say is right. So good. Thank you. Uh, but I just, I, in general, I'm saying I feel bad. I feel bad that it isn't what it used to be when I worked in a record store. Mm. And, you know, of course, the record labels were making a good portion of what was happening there. But millions of albums were being sold. You know, a, yeah. a number one album would have to sell like 10 million to be the number one album in the country that week. What was the last album that sold 10 million? A Taylor Swift album, I'm sure. But yeah. how often does that happen anymore? It just doesn't. Right. It doesn't make sense. We're not valuing the, the art as it, as it as it should be. It should be paid for because it takes money and time and effort to put it out. If you appreciate it, pay for it. Sorry. Soapbox. Soapbox. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it's like you, you have to. I mean, it's such a big part of how we make a living is touring, you know, actually yeah. playing live shows. But you can't do that all year like no. you know like a, a typical job i mean you have to be home some you have to write you have to do yeah. the other part of the, the job and sometimes make you can sit make yeah make the <laughs> albums and write the albums and 
you know, the businessy stuff that goes in between. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, and that's part of why we have physical things to sell, yeah. you know, so to, to, you know, as a memento and as a way to, um, yeah, support what we're, what we're doing. Well, if you're playing other countries as you are and you're playing across the country, you're doing better than a lot of folks who are in the same genre as you are. So mm-hmm. congratulations on that. Two great albums that I've experienced so far, one I can look forward to next year, and it has been a pleasure to chat with you. How about one more song? Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll, well, do, we'll do one from, another one from the album to be. What's it called? Yeah, this one is called Once Upon a Time. Uh, you mentioned Australia, and that's where we were when when things started in 2020. Um, we had a, a tour plan there, and it was when things were changing real quick, and it was still all planned, and so we, we went, and we only got to play one show. We were, like, ready to sound check for the, the second show, and the world just like really shut down and so we turned around and went home and uh, and then we wrote this song (laughs) just trying to process everything
on acoustic alternatives from ordinary elephant once upon a time i love it this is this is this has been really a treat and thank you for bringing the condenser mics because that worked way better than would have worked with what we had available and what i would grab down the hall and this this sounded great good great Uh, thank you so much for having us i had a really good time chatting with you i hope you did i hope you're not just saying that because i can see your face no this is fine And if the next time you see one of these videos, it looks better. It might be because Pete's going to recommend a camera to me. <laughs> look at the videos that they do from home and look how great they look. And I'm going to I'm going to try and get the same kind of camera so that I can improve the quality of what we're doing here in Grow Studios. Thanks to Grow Studios for being an excellent home for my podcast and for encouraging me to do this so that I didn't have to give up something I loved working a radio for 15 years where I got to do this sort of thing at least once a week or around that many times a week. And uh, when it got taken away from me because of the pandemic, I was like, oh. But then this game, and I get to do it again, and I get to expose the world to uh, new music that they might not otherwise hear, because I think it's good, and they have to hear it if I think it's good. What does my opinion matter? I don't know. But OrdinaryElephant.net, to find out more about the forthcoming record, to get the previous records that exist, to follow my Patreon, JohnBomberator.com. Look for the Acoustic Alternatives tab. You can find information about the weekly playlist I put together, which if you're, actually, I'm not sure when this is going to hit, but the playlist this coming week... It leads up with you guys on a, a couple of the tracks. In fact, your Scars, we keep, I backed up against a song by Seth Glear called Scars, because I thought they kind of oh, cool. played well together, especially because his is about Scars on the inside as well. And I thought it'd be... Anyway, you can find out about that. And uh, Grove Studios, Google that if you're a Detroit Ann Arbor area musician or even a touring musician. You're coming into town, you're playing The Blind Pig, you're playing The Ark, you're playing one of the other venues in the area. You, got, you need to practice before you go. On stage, come here. It's a cool place. 24-7 keypad operation. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend Ordinary Elephant. Thanks to you guys for coming in again. Thank you again for having us. More to come. I'm not 100% sure what's next. I know I will be having uh, many times. The the guests have been local musicians from my own scene because they're the easiest to access. Uh, Every now and then I'll get some visitors from out of state like you guys. But my friend Adam Plomeridis is getting ready to put his first new music in 10 years it is excellent i can't wait to get him on the podcast we're going to talk about that soon but we don't have a date booked but that's in the future for sure other people have approached me i just haven't had time to sort things out so thanks again thank you, thank you.